The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr. Welcome to The Christian Publishing Show. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And joining me today is Steve Lobby, the president and founder of the Steve Lobby Agency. He's a veteran of the bookselling industry with nearly 40 years of experience. In the 80s, he was a bookstore manager. In the 90s, he was an editor for Bethany House Publishers, award-winning. And for the last 15 years, he has been an agent with over 1,500 new books. And he was named Agent of the Year by ACFW. Steve, welcome to the Christian Publishing Show. No, thank you for having me. So this is our first official episode, and I thought it would be great to kick the show off talking about book proposals. For a lot of authors, book proposals are mysterious or they're some onerous burden. And I wanted to give some tips and some overview of what book proposals are and how you can use them to advance your uh, career. But first, we should probably answer the question, what is a book proposal? It's kind of like uh, a job application. If you're going to be Uh, attempting to apply for a job at some new new industry or new place of business. You give them your resume. You maybe put some of your goals, your aspirations, some of your experience and that type of thing into um, the resume that you then present to the the employer or the human resources person, whatever that is. And in many ways, that's what your book proposal is. Your book proposal is – in essence, a overview of the entire book project. And then you actually have sample chapters that shows whether or not you can write. Uh, but that's that's the simplest way to describe it. So why have a book proposal? Why not just send agents and editors your complete manuscript? Uh, we do have people who try that. And the problem is I still don't know what the book is about. Because you're asking me to read the entire book before... I can even have an idea whether I even want to look at it. So think of yourself as a consumer. When you go to the bookstore shelf, if there's a physical bookstore, or you go to an online uh, uh, place, you look at the title, you look at the topic, and you're looking at a, say, a 50, 150-word synopsis of it in the book description. And then you decide whether or not you want to look inside or whether you want to pull it off the shelf and flip through the pages. This is what the book proposal does. It gives you that overview without asking the reader, meaning the agent or the editor, to read the whole thing first. Now, granted, if you don't write a good book, the greatest book proposal in the world won't help you. But if you have a great book and a terrible book proposal, and now we have a problem because everyone buys a book based on the overview before they've read the book. There's a famous quote, I think it's by Will Smith, who said, I'm not in the movie business, I'm in the movie trailer business. <laughs> because people don't <laughs> determine whether or not they're going to watch a movie by watching the movie. They determine whether or not they're going to watch the movie based off of watching the trailer. And there have been some excellent films that no one went to go watch until... um 
maybe ever because the trailer was poor. And there are other films where the trailer makes the movie look amazing. And then you go and you realize that every funny bit of the movie was in the trailer and the movie wasn't actually very funny or it wasn't very fun. And as authors, in a sense, we're in the book cover business. It's about the way that it's packaged. Now, ultimately, if you want word of mouth to kick in, that writing's got to be good, but you don't earn that until you first win that first battle, which is kind of how it's packaged. But to correct you just slightly, actually, the author's more in the back cover business because the author doesn't necessarily control what the front cover looks like. But when they go to write the copy that goes on the back, the book description, that company probably looks at your book proposal to find out, well, how did the author describe this book? And so it's really, that's what the proposal is, a description of the book rather than a image. Uh, uh, in fact, those people who try to create a book proposal with a cover usually don't know what they're doing. And it's easy to turn off an editor by sending them a, this is what I want my cover to look like. That's a mistake, actually, if you try to do that. Yeah, it's a, the packaging, is, the back cover is, is as important. If you watch somebody in a bookstore, they look at the spine, often is all they get, and then they pull it out and they see the cover and they flip it on the back. And then they either flip to a random page. Sometimes they're like, shut up and take my money. If you've done a good enough job on the back, you made a good <laughs> enough promise, uh, or they are familiar with you as an author already. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they'll just make the decision, but they still haven't been sold and they haven't put it back on the shelf yet. They'll either flip to the first page or more likely they flip to a random page, uh, which is why the writing overall has got to be solid because you don't know which page they're going to flip to. It's somewhere in the middle, most likely, uh, but it can be hard to say. And the other advantage of book proposals is that, you know, if you're an agent and you're getting a 100-page book, you know, five people send you a 100-page manuscript every day, uh, that is 500 pages of manuscript to read every day, and no one is going to do that. Nobody. It, it's physically impossible to and to also do your job. And, and some agents and some editors will get dozens of uh, proposals every day. And the nice thing about a proposal is that it allows agents and editors to engage the content in a nonlinear way. So often if I'm looking at a book proposal, I'm trying to answer certain questions about this author. Like it does this author have good writing? Does this author have good endorsements? Does this author have good marketing? Typically one of those things is more prominent than the others. And with a well-crafted book proposal, I can see if there's a good answer to that (laughs) in the book proposal, which allows me to make a decision, which makes it easier uh, to say yes on that uh, book proposal. Or, to say, yes, I'm willing to look deeper. That's right. Because ultimately, it's the execution of the idea in the sample chapters. So, for example, the way uh, uh, I process proposals is I run them past a reviewer who uh, works for me, and her job is not to look at the proposal. Her job is to look at the sample chapters and tell me if it's a good writer. Are they a good writer? Yes, no, maybe so. Even maybe give it a grade like A, B, C, D, or, you know, uh, C minus, C plus, that kind of thing. Then when I look at the proposal, first I see, oh, they're a good writer. Oh, good. Now I look at the proposal. Can I sell the idea? Because the editor is trusting me that they are only going to be seeing proposals that are well-executed books 
not just a great idea. Great idea is one thing. Great writing is another thing. If you can put the two together, well, then you have a winner. And if you add in great platform, that's a third lovely aspect to it. But I don't know if I'm uh, confusing the issue, but writing a great book is only part of the process. A great book proposal really helps sell the book because uh, that is how we buy books as consumers. We haven't read a word when we've already paid our money for the book. And when we get it home, we read it and go, well, that wasn't very good. Or, oh, that was a great book. But why did we buy it in the first place? We bought the idea. We bought the promise that there's something in this book. That's right. And this is great practice for the market because ultimately somewhere around a thousand books are published every day, either independently or traditionally. And that's more than anyone can read. Uh, so people are constantly making decisions on what book am I going to read? And, and most people only read a handful of books a year. You have your super readers who read a book a day, but most people only are reading a handful. And so you are uh, practicing for the ultimate test, which is why you should read my book uh, <laughs> with the book proposal instead of all those other books is you should accept my book proposal instead of all of those other book proposals. And this work does pay off for itself. The, the marketing plan uh, is another aspect of a book proposal that you know, the publishing company's marketing team is going to look at because right? a good and and I know this having done marketing uh, for a publishing company myself, I'm wanting to play to the strengths of the author. So if you are really good uh, at getting radio interviews, man, I want to help you get more radio interviews. If you're really good at guest blogging on popular blogs and you've got relationships with popular blogs, I want to help you do that. Uh, if you are speaking all over the country to big arenas full of people, man, I want to help make sure that there are boxes of books in the back of the room and somebody to help sell them <laughs> to that arena who just uh, fell in love with you as a speaker. And no one author has all of those strengths. You know, for some people, the idea of putting them in front of a crowd as an author, they'd be like, I actually, you could just shoot me. I think I'd prefer uh, to die than to do that. <laughs> uh, whereas other people are like, please get me in front of an audience. I'll talk to as many people as you can find. And uh, because different authors are, are strong in different ways, I want to be able to find out really quick, quickly where are you strong and where I can uh, build on what you already have. And because there is no one size fits all. There's no like make book sales button that marketing directors have. And they just, you know, play golf and then come into the office around 2.30 and push the sell books button and then, you know, go home early. That's not how it works. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a tricky job because you don't control the outcome, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. And you can introduce a book to potential readers, but you can't make them buy it. And sometimes books resonate and sometimes books don't. And, uh, you, you know, you can help the book give it its best shot uh, and you can help the reader you know, have the best feeling about the book as possible. But ultimately, you can't just sell them on the book. If you want the book to thrive, you have to sell them twice. You have to sell them on buying the book and then sell them on pick the book off your nightstand and actually read it because people aren't going to recommend a book they didn't finish. And so pulling somebody through the book is is really key. So that's another element. Um, Steve, real quickly, what are some other elements of a book proposal? What needs to be in a book proposal for it to be complete? Well, I, <clears throat> I always recommend that you start with the, the hook, the uh, that aspect of the book that is going to make me stop and go, oh, that looks interesting. Now, in a novel, that can be a sentence or a phrase, or if it's a nonfiction, is what what is making this uh, nonfiction book compelling? Why should I read it? 
and if you look on you know just go on your own shelves take a bunch of books off the shelves and flip it over on the back and usually there's a headline at the top of the book it can be um, in fact I just pulled one here off my shelf here how should Christians engage the broader culture big headline at the top and then there is a breakdown of how do how does this book do that um, it's that kind of you start there pretty much kind of like what you're doing on the back of a book and then comes the I call it the back cover copy 75 word 100, 150 word maybe of what the essence of the book is then after that you go into well who's the author uh, a lot of authors in fact I just got one this past week uh, someone emailed me a proposal and they called it a proposal and it had a little bit about the book it had uh, I think 50 sample chapters but absolutely nothing about who the author was other than their name I'm not going to sign this person I don't know who they are I don't know if they're a warlock <laughs> I don't know where what their background is I know nothing about them and so yeah, I recommend you talk a little bit about yourself but you know put put it in there give it a give it a half page maybe even include your your uh, your glamour shot picture if you like so I have an idea what you're looking what you look like uh, that can be very helpful by the way if you have met an editor or an agent at a conference and then you want to send the proposal later having your picture there helps remind them that they actually met you because they will recognize your face then you get into things as as you mentioned earlier Thomas about what what are you going to do to market the book if if you are in charge of marketing this project yourself how would you go about doing it what are the kinds of things that you can do what is your audience your tribe uh, all sorts of other uh, words that are used to describe it and if you have well-known people that are going to come alongside you have a section on endorsements um, please don't make the mistake as some people do is have an endorsement but the name on the endorsement are initials like EW or SJ I don't know who those people are well probably because it's your mom <laughs> or it's your your brother and you're trying to disguise that it's your mother giving you the endorsement well if your mother is a very famous uh, person say like a Condoleezza Rice okay but give me her name don't just say CR <laughs> let's let's find out who that is because uh, you want to have substantial or substantive endorsements that uh, are going to attract the publisher to that that project if it's a novel you have to ha you have to include a synopsis of the whole book in three single-spaced pages the whole book in three pages as can be terrible writing uh, we understand that we, we know that we're just you're only sending us the first few chapters of the book initially and we want to know how it ends we want to see what you've done with the idea if it's nonfiction do not 
send a three-page single-space synopsis of the whole book. Do not make the fiction mistake with your nonfiction. A nonfiction proposal is an annotated outline of what's in what what is in each chapter, the content of each chapter, usually a small paragraph, maybe two or three sentences, so that you can see the logical progression of the book. But where it gets a little messy, because a memoir is, it's not nonfiction, or it's not fiction, it is a true story, but it's a, it's a narrative. Well, in that case, it's a little harder to do the chapter by chapter breakdown, so there is kind of a middle ground where just giving me the essence of the full life story or event that the memoir is trying to express. Um, and then come the sample chapters. I mean, there's more to it than this. Uh, obviously, I'm doing this in less than two or three minutes. Uh, I do have a class, uh, one-hour lecture um, on the Christian Writers Institute that you can get, uh, which also has sample templates for the book proposal that you can follow make it very easy for anybody to, to put together a good book proposal. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to more of that uh, here in a second. Real quick, before we go, what are some common book proposal mistakes? Not the like crazy people, but like kind of fundamental mistakes that you see over and over again that are easy to fix. Well, one was uh, just mentioned before is having nothing about the author. That's, that's an obvious mistake. Um, others are saying that, in the endorsement side where they say, I'm going to ask James Dobson for an endorsement. Well, good luck with that. Unless you're a personal friend, I highly doubt a famous author like him is going to endorse your book. Make it, make endorsement requests reasonable. Don't just say every famous author that's out there. Um, other things are, I see it in the marketing sections often where someone will say, my book is about adoption, for example. And then they will give me the statistics on the number of adoptions in America. And that if we just simply sold a book to every one of those families, we would have a million copy bestseller every month. Well, that's not logical. That's just not going to happen. So, those kind of superlatives really don't help. It just simply shows that you don't understand how publishing works. That's a famous business fallacy, actually. It's called the 1% of China fallacy, where you take a big market and you're like, oh, if we could only sell a product to 1% of the people in China, we would sell 100 million copies of our book or whatever. And instead of building down from a big number, it's important to instead build up from what you're able to actually do. So what would selling 100 million you know, units of your product even look like? How do you get there? And you have to build from where you are, be faithful with what you have. Uh, so that, yeah, that's it. Authors aren't the only ones who make that mistake. I'll say in the business world, yeah. it's a common business plan mistake as well. And I'll tell you, it's an eye roll on my end. When I see that, I just kind of sigh and go, okay, yeah, don't, don't do that. Um, it doesn't impress me. I know that I know that there's a lot of adoptions out there. I know there's a lot of families out there. What I need to know from you is how are you going to get your book to them? That is what a marketing strategy is. Not how, not the size of the market, but how you can effectively penetrate the market with the ability or the network that you have. Uh, but yeah, those are 
those are some of the common mistakes I see. Hey, we're going to explore these topics in more detail in future episodes. We're going to talk about how uh, to improve your marketing, how to improve your writing, and how to become uh, better as an author overall. Uh, so stick around. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Christian Writers Institute. As Steve mentioned earlier, our featured course today is The Elements of an Effective Book Proposal by our very own Steve Lobby. It's a one-hour presentation about everything you need to put into your book proposal. It is excellent, and it also comes with sample proposal templates where you can just copy and paste from your own material and write in that template. So it's a big time saver. It, it comes with a proposal checklist and a lot more. And if you use the coupon code podcast, you can save 10%. But I think you might be pleasantly surprised. It's not actually a very expensive course. So you can find out more about that at christianwritersinstitute.com. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.